and welcome to the Robert Barham Show. I am Robert Barham, and today we have another wonderful guest, someone that I have been looking forward to being here to have an in-depth conversation about something that I am just fascinated by, which is the, the alphabet and the letters of the alphabet, the 26 letters. Today, uh, author and alphabetician Vimala Rogers is here. Vimala, hi, how are you? Well, I'm doing fine, Robert. How are you? I'm okay, and thank you so much for being here today. We're going to have some fun. I, I know that um, most people probably know that the 26 letters of the alphabet are um, symbols. They're representations for um, a sound and that sort of thing. But uh, my impression uh, is that most people don't know that the letters actually are, they have much more than that going on in any individual letter. Is that the case? That is the case, yes. Well, could you tell me, Vimala, just a little bit, just a little bit about yourself? Because I know our our uh, listeners are going to want to know a little bit about you. You did? Uh, did you go to um, uh, Stanford? Is that correct? I took classes there. I, I graduated from Holy Names, but uh, Holy Names, okay. masters. But at Stanford, I took some psychology classes. Yes, and uh, the professors were fascinated by the science that I teach. So <laughs> we we had a lot of fun. We had a good time at Stanford. Yeah, very good. Interesting. You know, now you are the author of Transform Your Writing. Or transform your life through handwriting, which is a kit. Yes, that is a kit. Yeah. You also are the author of a book on ligatures, which we probably will, hopefully, we can get to just a little bit of it today. You're also author of another book that I like very much, which is uh, all about changing your handwriting and how that can change your life. And Absolutely. that's the focus of what I do, what I share. Yeah. Right. And that that is something that I think is absolutely phenomenal. The idea that handwriting and the system that you've created is something where someone can pick up the pen and begin to change their life, change themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely phenomenal stuff. So uh, would you make a distinction uh, between um, what you, are you a handwriting analyst? No. Alphabetic a handwriting or? analyst technically is a graphologist and a graphologist or a handwriting analyst looks at um, angles, wedges, loops, and things, but they know nothing about the letters. My life is dedicated to sharing the warmth and the aspect, the spiritual aspects of the letters of the alphabet. I am, I was trained as a graphologist as when I was about 12 or 13. I thought, this is really boring. It's like, uh, this, the story isn't there because I've fat, been fascinated with the letters since I was, well, two years old, four years old. And uh, the letters are what fascinate me. And, uh, I just hope by the time we finish this show, other people will be fascinated too. But I say, whoever's listening, pick up your pen, get a piece of paper and take notes. You're going to have fun. Okay. Now, now, just so our, our listeners know, uh, you're not in your teens and you're not in your 20s. You've actually been at this, this uh, body of knowledge, this, I guess, I think it's a kind of mastery of, of the alphabet and handwriting for quite a long time. Is that correct? All right. Well, I've been fascinated from the time I was little. I was in trouble uh, with taking notes out of the milk bottles on the back porch because I couldn't read, but I was fascinated with the, the what, you know, what was written with the letters. And uh, I got in trouble with that when I was two years old because I was fascinated with what that script, the marks were on the paper. And again, when I was four years old, it just goes on and on through my life. My, and everybody listening to this show, you are the same way. There's a fascination you have that nobody has ever had in the whole world. 
of the billions of people, everyone is unique. Everyone sees life a little bit differently. Yeah. And that's what I really intend that people will begin to pick up their pen in this show and change protect, particularly maybe one or two letters that might really just uh, w awaken them. Because most people, everybody has a dream about something. And most people just don't share it. They're too short. They're too tall. They're female. They're, you know, they make an excuse. And when you change your handwriting specifically, that dream comes forward. So anyway, <laughs> I've worked with a lot of scientists as well. Well, it's, it's interesting that you say that because in my work with the, the people that I've worked with, I've noticed that that is accurate. Everyone has a dream. And you can watch that when they talk about it, um, it does come forward and, it, and they light up. Now, so what, what is it that, about the letters themselves that is so truly special? Because each one is, uh, I've studied them. I don't believe anything. And I ask anyone listening, don't believe anything I tell you about the letters. Because belief can change in a blink. Truth lives in experience. If you want to find out what I'm saying is true or not true, pick up your pen. And just find a, a sample of my letters. You can go on my website and copy it. Just get the A to Z and look at the letters and choose two or three. No more than that. Write them every day for 40 days and see what happens. And the, uh, even my psychology professor, Stanford, changed his writing and his life dramatically changed. But it's a matter of doing and not believing it. Don't believe it. So this is not something that is just like just for kids. I've, I've, I've talked oh, no. with many people about, about this uh, handwriting and this particular kind of handwriting. And it's not... Uh, I've, I've encountered on more than one occasion a kind of flippant attitude that, oh, well, that's just kid stuff or this is for kids or that sort of thing. Or it's like um, uh, it's, it's, they almost try to make it equivalent to the kind of uh, handwriting one learns in, in elementary school. But this is really not that at all, is it? No, it isn't, because that's called penmanship and Palmer and whoever else, you know, but they with the reason the, they created the letters the way they did to simplify it, because in the 19th century, it was very complicated and swirly and very difficult to imitate. And uh, Palmer and Danili, a couple other people simplified the handwriting, but they knew nothing about the energy of the letters. They just created the shapes. And what I have done in my lifetime is to study handwriting. I have collected hundreds of samples of very well-known people and it just I study everything I don't believe anything I have to prove it and uh, when I look at that uppercase a you know it's a big fat round a don't do that I mean because every letter that I've discussed all 26 of them uh I've as I say since I was little and then in 1981 I, everybody made fun of me going to school but uh, 1981, I was reading a book called the Bhagavad Gita, which is called The Song of God in India. And I opened up to chapter 16, and I started reading. I thought, oh, for heaven's sakes. And it says, there are 26 qualities we must perfect before we can be free of ego. And I said, 26? So I started reading each quality one at a time. All 26 are listed. And each one reflects uh, a letter in our a quality in one of the letters of our Roman alphabet. And that it is the first time I've really been validated, you know, and it's pretty exciting. But everyone here has a dream too. And you say, well, nobody believes it. Nobody's ever heard about it, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. You have a dream about uh, anything. And especially now with the world so wide open for ideas, take notes on your ideas when you get them. Take little notes uh, because everybody listening to this show is curious about something, especially the letters. We only started with 18 of them, by the way. And I know the history of every letter in our alphabet. Some of them are pretty funny. But um, I've also studied other alphabets. But whatever you like to do, whatever you are fascinated by, 
you say, golly, if this could happen, maybe that would happen. Like years ago, going from interrupt for just a second here. I wanted to, something just occurred to me, if you don't mind. No, I want to backtrack because you know this stuff so well. But I, I, I maybe I'm not. I'm not trying to be overly protective of our listenership. But like, could you go back? Palmer was someone who created a an, an a version or form of the English alphabet for handwriting. Correct. I call it the Roman alphabet because the English alphabet's different, but. Um, he did what he did. He created a simplified penmanship, whereas before it had been very complicated. And if you go back, you know, all the, the documents and all that were written, everybody wrote exactly the same and very sophisticated and very hard to read at times. And that Palmer said, you know, what? the kids can't do this. So he simplified it and called it the Palmer system. Yeah. That, that Palmer is, a, is it the person, correct? Yes, definitely. <laughs> and, okay. and that is a man or woman or? It was a man. It was an American. And you've also mentioned uh, before, uh, right around the same time, you mentioned another name, which I believe was Spencer, and you said Spencerian? The, Sp and the Spencerian alphabet was before, it was very complicated, and before, that's before Palmer. And there was Denelian, who came after Palmer, but they all, uh, their purpose was to simplify writing the letters to make it easy for kids. And they knew nothing about what the letters meant or what each stroke of the letter meant. And I do, I've studied them for, as I say, for my lifetime. And it's utterly fascinating because yeah, always to be the best person we can be and bring our dreams alive. And you can, and I've worked with hundreds of people, especially when I was in Palo Alto where my office started, so many people there had doubts. <laughs> and, well, mention my psych prof, I mentioned him before. He, he, I said, if you look at your writing, Jeffrey, I'll give you some things to change. Do it for 40 days. And I'd see him at his desk, literally biting his tongue and writing that, you know, sheet, a couple of sheets every day. And well before 40 days, the dream he had always wanted came true. And what I ask people to do, if indeed you're going to pick up your pen and perhaps read your handwriting can change your life or whatever book I've written, um, think in your mind, what is it that I wanted to do my whole life? But um, And if I could create it, it would give me a sense of fulfillment and joy. One thing. It could be a happy relationship. It could be it could be anything. But what is missing in your life that if you had it would give you fill you with a sense of joy and fulfillment? And you could serve everybody wants to make a difference in the world. Look around right now. Yeah, it's really something. So if I understand what you're saying, and I, I, you were mentioning Spencerian, Denelian, Palmer, and then there's you. So am I correct in understanding that this is this is sort of like um, it's like the next step. It's an upgrade. It's an evolution of the of the handwriting, of the alphabetical handwriting system. Is that correct? Well, really, you could say it's an upgrade, but also it's a spiritualization because the alphabet is a spiritual path. If you want to look at it that way, every letter represents a part of us of those twenty six qualities that's mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita, and they were so specifically mentioned and i thought oh, they didn't mention the roman letter they just mentioned the 26 qualities said that's an m oh that's what the l means that's the key. i mean i did it just was very exciting and whoever is listening and maybe has an idea about something going on in the universe and you could change it pray talk to god and say hey god this is mine you've given you've given me the the uh, wisdom and the heart to know how to develop this guide me guide me guide me and you know i don't care what you call god you, god has so many names in fact the, the story I like best about the what the alphabet brings forth in a person, like writing the A or writing the R, writing whatever letter it is, there was a saint in India by the name of Kabir, 15th century, and he preached about Moses, he preached about Jesus, he preached about Muhammad, the Buddha, 
And one day he was talking to a group of teenage boys outside a temple in Gurgaon. And one of them stood up and raised his hand and said, what's the right path to God anyway? And Kabir looked at him and he smiled and he said, path, hmm. path presupposes distance. Since God is within you, where are you going? <laughs> and that is the purpose of that. Because when you use the, the, the letters I've designed in your handwriting, you are accessing the God within. In my early books, I call it soul writing, but it's the same thing. But we all get that everyone ever born and alive right now and billions of years before, everyone was from the same creator. I don't care if you're gay, straight, white, black, male, female, you all came from the same creator. And every one of us has a dream. And you can have maybe you've been made fun of it or who would ever do. I was. Oh, my gosh, I was. You were made fun? Oh, I was made fun of because I'd say, cross your T on top, for heaven's sakes. And then in school, of course, you cross it midway down. I said, oh, you'd just be like everybody else if you do that. Where did that come from? How did you know that about crossing your T, cross, the cross? Well, I, learned, I learned by doing things, by experimenting. And I also learned by uh, observing the writing of other people. And Can you give me you know, an example of some of these people that you uh, modeled or that you observed or their writing? Oh, I have, I have. There are hundreds, hundreds. But even way back to Harry Truman, I mean, you know, voting, I would vote because I'd say, I'd look at their handwriting. And, but anyway, we don't need to get in that direction. But I know because I have experimented and I, I believe nothing. I have to, people call it research, and I'm not researching because that means looking, searching twice. Uh, it's investigating. I investigate everything. And that's why I'm an organic gardener. I investigated the, the power of planting happy plants together. You'll never use a, a pesticide. I mean, I just, I investigate everything. And the letters of the alphabet I have investigated for many, many years. And they have become actually like my kids. I mean, I have enough kids, but I mean, really, they're, they're like good friends. And the way I look at it is, you know, God makes things so simple and we complicate it. You know, we, we could, um, anyway, <laughs> If you write, when you write a healthy R or healthy B, which would be your two letters, each one means something different. And when you begin to write those letters, upper and lowercase, that idea in you, that dream, that vision in you will begin to manifest. I know because I did it. And uh, usually for, for the people I'm, in my experience with the, what, 40 years of doing this, uh, it usually takes um, a tragedy for someone to wake up and say, well, I don't care what anybody thinks, I'm going to do this. And that's what it took for me, because I was made fun of, as I say, my whole life. And uh, two of my kids died within six months of each other. And I said, you know what, God? I'm going to take this handwriting in the world, and I don't care what anybody thinks. And I wrote my first book. Wow. It was well-received. But it, it, again and again, it usually takes a tragedy, something to wake people up. The title of your first book is? Uh, what was the first book? 1989 or nine, change your handwriting change your life change your handwriting change your life and that and actually that title and that book information was stolen by other people but i saw another there were a number of books with that came out with that that title sort of structure which is change your blank change your blank right and uh one of several anyway i won't go into that but i just know that god makes it so simple make her be this way don't do it that way don't put a hook in that and i look at the letter c i mean all, all letters have a meaning and you can when i look at a person's writing i don't read what they've written because that isn't important to me i look at how they form their letters and i see and it isn't a matter of magic or mysticism in fact um it was i uh what's his name einstein who said people said well is a uh, 
what about doesn't science isn't science spiritual? He said, um, science without religion is lame, and uh -huh. religion without science is blind. And I don't use the word religion because religion says you have to believe things, but spirituality that's what we want in the world. Those are the people who, uh, like Nikola Tesla, who's one of my heroes, by the way. Um, and if people listening think Tesla's related to a car, forget that and go back to find out who Nikola Tesla was from Croatia. Dreamer and a visionary. And uh, anyway, but it, um, and when we move our pen, it isn't really dictated by the hand, it's dictated by the subconscious mind. Because if you and I were in the same room, Robert, and see a chandelier fell or something, you would interpret that one way, I would interpret it another. Sure. That's how life is. And when we interpret that, that's how the subconscious mind implants how we interpret life. When you change the way you write, you change that. It takes 40 days. And in uh, 1973, or Jerry Konoski in Poland, neurophysiologist, who neuro gave the term because... Say that he, again? Neuro what? He called it a neuroplasticity. Uh, neuroplasticity, okay. 40 days for the brain to change patterns, and it does. It absolutely physically shifts. And in Sanford, they just call it cortical remapping <laughs> because the brain's ability to rewire itself, and that's what you're doing when you change your handwriting. And it's just, and I've seen it in so many people that I just did not, they thought, oh, this is nonsense. And I said, okay, you want to prove it? Pick up your pen. And I'd give them three letters to change, write every single day for 40 days, and their whole life changed, every single one. Because it isn't, and it isn't magic. It isn't mist. And, and uh, in fact, I, 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 Einstein is one of my favorite people. But he also said, the most profound emotion we can experience is the sensation of the mystical. It is the source of all true science. So anyone here is thinking, oh, it's just a dream, and I don't know if I could do. It. Just honor it and pick up your pen and begin to write anything. You would get a copy of my alphabet and choose three letters. And write, and don't use line paper. Just write three lines of that letter every day for forty days, and you can't skip a day. Yeah, I think you know that's that you said that about the mystical. I have found that in my investigation that you're right. Uh, if you go and find the writings of some of these scientists, like um, the quantum physicists, they actually have wrote uh, quite a bit about their own sort of mystical experiences that led them to then try to. Um, create scientific experiments, et cetera, et cetera. Which absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Many people don't realize that that many scientists have this side to them that is the mystic within them, the mystical. And, that, and that's what Einstein said. He said, mysticism is a source of all true science. And he was brilliant. I mean, he was a thinker, but he was also, he meditated. And one of the things I encourage anybody listening, please take at least 20 minutes a day to sit quietly and be quiet. No radio, no TV, nothing going on. Just be quiet with your own mind. And if you care to, just invisibly talk to God. Say, well, here we are. Guide me, bless me, show me the way. And that's the one prayer I give all my students. Guide me, bless me, show me the way. Yeah, and, I, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No. And so I. anyone who wants to have their dream you know, manifest, uh, so, well, you can go out to my website and just copy a picture of my alphabet if you want to. or And choose three letters upper and lower case, just use them and start writing them with your pen. Don't use a pencil and don't use black ink. A pencil can be erased and every letter has a color, but no letter is black. So any other color. <coughs> My favorite color has a color, no letter, no, no none is black, correct? No and then letters. Letter. Now, in the case of, let's say, <coughs> My name, my first name is 
Robert, and the first letter of my first name is R. My last name is Barham. The first letter uh, is B. Second letter is A. Now, what is it that's when you write about the the importance of one's name, and that how it relates to one's uh, what what will we say their light their path in life, their their calling is their that dream, their vision, their vision that they're here to to make a reality, correct? Right. To bring it alive, and I've seen the writing. I I study. I mean, I collect handwriting, and um, just to see if I could get the personality out. See how, and if it's somebody that's alive and still would listen, I'd suggest handwriting changes. But uh, I have a whole file drawer full of handwriting of famous people. If you were, if if you were to, okay. So in the case of let's say the the genius uh, Nikola Tesla, yes, first letter of his. Um, name is N. Now, what is it? What's the special about the letter N in its meaning? Letter N is awesome. And for people who have trouble making friends or really honoring who they are, I suggest they write lines of it because the N is the letter of friendship. And the inner voice is, my friends love and trust me. And everybody loved and trust Nikola Tesla because he was honest. He was straightforward. He didn't, you know, he just, he just loved his life. And the T, of course, is a letter of the visionary. So, I mean, it's just, but every letter has a rich history behind it. And I, as I say, when I first started studying these, I was a little, and I realized there were only 18 letters to begin with. How do we get the, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's like a science, science fiction movie, it, how the letters came about and where they came from. And uh, the letter Z, as in zebra, was first the seventh letter of the alphabet. And that, is that in the English or another alphabet? In English. In the, in, well, I, call, I don't call it English, I call it Roman alphabet. But in our alphabet, the letter Z, was the seventh letter. It was F the, Z Roman, Z? Yeah, the, the Romans said it would be the seventh letter. So this one of the senator's wives just said, well, I, I don't like that letter. At the seventh, it should have more distinction. <laughs> so they kept creating the letters, and 13 years later, they said, oh, what the heck, and they, they put it at the end to keep her happy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sure every letter has such a delightful history. It's, uh, anyway. <laughs> There's also something there. The, um, the ampersand is... Not a letter, but most people think it's just a symbol for the the and word. It, that's not the case, is it? Well, it's what it is. It's the et, and it actually when uh, children used to learn, I well maybe for a hundred years ago, maybe before that, uh, they would get to the z, and then they put the ampersand because it means that's the end of the alphabet. Okay, and now and what other letters? Like uh, the letter J is one, correct? That's one that came into the alphabet later on. The J, the funny thing, I, when I speak to a group, uh, I, I hold up a $100 bill. I used to in Palo Alto and uh, before people knew this. And I said, okay, if anybody in this room can guess within 15 years when the letter J became the authorized letter in our alphabet, this $100 bill is yours. And people, because you know, we had studied the history of, you know, we talked about in two hours, you know, about the history of each letter. And they all guessed, oh, 1292, 14 years. I said, nope. I put the $100 back in my pocket and said, the letter J was officially introduced to our dictionary in the year 1863. And they went, no, what about President Johnson and Jackson? I said, they used it, but it was not authentic. It was not, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't a legal letter then. But it just, uh, yeah, the J was a very last letter and it's, it's an amazing letter. And it, the energy of that letter uh, it tickles me because many people have a name that starts with J, and the J is honoring your insights. You're in, 
when I speak to a group of men, I call it insights. When I speak to women, I call it intuition because it's the same thing. But we get those feelings. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. And, you know, all of a sudden something comes to you. Keep your pen handy and write it down because you'll forget it otherwise. And that's what the J is all about. The J is a fabulous letter. But they all are. <laughs> they're like, they're yeah. like. And the energy is a little bit like I I know it I don't I can't explain how I know it at the moment but I just know it I know it is it kind of like that like that and you're you're taking a trip somewhere and you've always turned left at a corner and you think I've, I'm not I'm going to turn right this time and you have no idea why ah you turn right and then you look back and there'd been a car crash if you had turned left so I mean it's a and anyone any I know I don't I don't about all men but I, women honor this usually uh, quite well and it isn't a matter it's just. It's just beautiful, especially J people. Um, and my oldest daughter <laughs> starts with letter J. It's amazing, but I it's uh, uh, and the every boy. And I, how do people say? How do you know what the letters mean? Because I have studied them, I have investigated them, and I have uh, I say filing drawers. And I there's a lot of things that I would start with. You say the capital A and that round thing we learned in school. That's a big fat ego. Self-importance. You want to do the star A, which anyway, it's it looks like a point at the top. I mean, you can you can look at my alphabet and find one. If your name starts with an A, for heaven's sakes, don't do that big fat round one. And speaking of round, the one letter that is even there for the big fat round A is it? What is big fat round A? No, that's ego. Ah, that's okay. Importance. Oh, I'm so important, and I met center stage. But when you uh, I haven't sent you any particular singular letters, but that letter is the most sacred letter in all alphabets, and I've studied 26 writing systems. And that way, and how it made it first. Just for a moment, when you say 26 different systems, are you talking about different alphabetical systems? Yes. So does that mean like uh, not only English, but Roman, uh, uh, Greek? Uh, with Sanskrit, that sort of thing? The Devanagari alphabet, yes, and the Phoenician, and going way, way back. And they all, every uh, alphabet I've studied, the tradition, there's a tradition within it, and it all goes back to the God within. I, that's the term I'll use, but it's the, every alphabet I've studied is a spiritual tradition. Everyone. And it's, it's just a fascinating study. It's just, and when you know how the Aleph got into the uh, Hebrew alphabet, it was just so funny. But anyway, <laughs> but um, the A, correct? The, yes, the A. Well, the Aleph, the Aleph in, in uh, Hebrew. But I um, think of Aleph as being a, uh, that term is like associated with Hebrew and also a, for some reason I think of the of um, Kabbalah when I think of that uh, Aleph. Yes, it is, and it's and there. But anyway. The letters in all tradition, all writing traditions, their alphabet is a sacred tradition, and writing it in a certain way brings out a certain aspect in you. And that's why I created my own alphabet after all these years of study. And every letter in the Vimala alphabet, when you draw every letter as I have described, it's very simple and basic and open. Uh, you access the God within instead of the, you know, the, the negative part. It's just. You're accessing your, and I call it your noblest self or your whatever you wish to call it, but I call it the God within. After I heard Kabir's story, I said, that's what it is. And we have, and you look around the world, and everyone listening to this show has a vision of something, a dream of something that could make the world a happier place, especially now. 
there are, now there are some some fairly skeptical or cynical folks out there, and uh, you know, what, yeah. you don't don't believe me. What if someone, after hearing like it's obvious from our conversation so far, that you uh, have done some real work in this area? What if someone says, you know, uh, I don't believe what you say about the letters, Vimala? Right. What do you say to them? You just say, pick up the pen. I said, as I said in the beginning, don't believe anything I tell you. If you really want to know that what I'm saying is valid or invalid, pick up your pen. I'll give you three letters to write for 40 days, and then you'll know. You'll have your own answer. But so, if you don't want to do it, you don't do it. Now, you said 40 days. I've heard you say that many times. What is what is it about, other than I, I heard you say there's a quality to or a relationship to neuroplasticity and um, cog, um, cortical remapping in the brain by practicing this handwriting for 40 days. Right. Is there another... Uh, the 40 days things is something that I'm, I'm thinking of right now as uh, in a lot of the literature, scriptural literature, uh, has that number. Is that correct? The 40 days, it's a, it's a number of transformation. And in any, you can, I mean, 40, 40 anything. In fact, when the Jews are walking across you know, to Mount Sinai, it took them 40 days to get there. If you have a stone, good stone in your hand, you could throw it and make it to Mount Sinai. But traditionally, 40 is the number that it takes for them, the, and that's how long it takes for the brain's patterns to remap themselves. They physically change. But 40 days, Jesus was in the tomb for, I mean, just 40. Desert, right? you look at it in Roman numerals, it's XL. And the X is combining all your life path into your heart, and the L is your spiritual nature. So, I mean, you know, God is just having fun with us when he created everything down here. But, and the alphabet is just such a... Uh, I would say it's a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> so now the shape of a letter, what, I, what I'm hearing is the shape of a letter, that it relates to uh, who we are or our self-image in some way. How is that? Absolutely. Well, the way you shape, uh, say you're, the T, we mentioned it earlier. If you shape your T so it crosses in the middle, you're just like everybody else. Oh, you just you don't you know you you couldn't do that. You're not tall enough. Nobody would listen. Cross your T on top and see what happens. Nikola Tessa. Uh, uh, I mean, I have a list of 13 people I put on a card who cross all their T's on the top, and they're all visionaries. They knew nothing about handwriting and what it meant, but automatically their heart of heart said, "We're going to do this." And it, the T was right on top. And I, I say I I don't believe things. I have to collect samples of writing to see what I see. And anybody listening to the show right now, two, two things I'd like them to do with their handwriting, cross every single lowercase and uppercase T right on the top, not the least bit below, but right on the top. And the second thing is when you write an O, a circle, a nice circle, start at the top and go clockwise. We were taught to do the opposite. Right. That's So we were taught to go from the 12 around to the to the nine, to the six, to the three, back to the 12 again. And you're saying to reverse that, go. Don't ever do that. Nine, 12. Correct? Yeah, just we'll just start at the top of the, if you go by numbers, go to start at the 12, go around one, two, three, four, all the way around in a circle. And of all the people I've worked with, that letter is probably the hardest to change because we are so accustomed to doing it the wrong way because we were taught that way. Well, but, do it in a perfect circle, starting at the top and going and starting at the top, go clockwise, get to the back to the top and finish. Do not ever put a loop inside that word, that letter. Because the O is the letter of telling the truth. And if you do it, you know, backwards, anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. But just do your O's, 
starting at top all the way around. And just, and the one thing I ask people to do, if indeed they are, decide to change one letter or two, uh, do it every day. You can't skip a day. 40 days is, is the time it takes for the brain to remap. So, and at the end of that time, if you have, when you have done it for 40 days, look around at your life and see what has changed. And I know something will happen. I don't know what it'll be, but I know that it will have changed. So can you tell me some of the other folks that the, the other visionaries and geniuses, it sounds like from what you said, Tesla, Einstein, um, who are some of the other ones? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> I know a few women, but, uh, anyway, well, Many people would, they, we would recognize, like uh, they're well-known people. Mohandas Gandhi, and when they, I'm trying to find, I have a whole card with everybody's name on it. But um, people say, and the uh, the letters are revolutionary, especially the T. But when people like Maria Montessori, some people know her. Sure, the, she's the their Montessori schools. Correct? Absolutely, John Steinbeck wrote his cross on Tide, Abraham Lincoln, Carl Jung. Sally Ride, Mohandas Gandhi, Nikola Tesla, Annie S. Peck. Annie S. Peck climbed um, the tallest mountain in India in, oh, it was probably 18-something. She had to wear boots and a long wool skirt because she was a woman and she did it. So, so <laughs> anyway, but um, I just collected these samples. And, and when I when I mention um, Mohandas Gandhi, people say, well, and I was talking about the letter K. Anyone listening whose name starts with a K, you are a rebel. Thank you. We need our rebels. And Mohandas Gandhi said, uh, England is charging us for the salt out of the water that we take. And it's our Indian water. We shouldn't have to pay for it. So he, he was an, an attorney and he was brilliant and very sweet. And he began to fast. And he said, no, do not uh, you know, pay for that salt that we take out. So the women started to go out there and take the salt and, and not pay for it, and they got beaten by the Indian uh, police. And after about three days, the policeman said, we can't beat our people for this. And within four months, England left India. One man, nobody got shot, nobody got hurt. But determination and crossing, and people say, well, his name didn't have a K in it. I said, oh, yes, it did. Mohandas was his title. His first name was Karamachand, starts with a K. Karamachan. Now, Mohandas, Mohandas means what? It's a title like... Uh, it's a title uh, like master or master. whatever. But if anyone whose first name begins with a K right now, I strongly suggest you do something in the world that will revolutionize thinking and bring us to a higher space of thinking. And K people do it like nobody else. I mean, <laughs> but um, and anybody, everybody, I don't have a K in my name and I had a vision. And you do, Robert, and you had a vision. Yeah, yeah. If you begin to just give energy to whatever that thought is that you have. As I say, I think everybody has one, <laughs> but, um, and I may be wrong. I don't know, but, uh, young people, especially now young people, oh my gosh, they are coming in with ideas that we never would have thought of, you know, 50 years later. So it's, it's just exciting. Very exciting. Now you, uh, you mentioned, uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln and earlier you mentioned the the letter A, Aleph, and, and that being the most sacred letter in the different systems, different alphabetical systems, Abraham Lincoln most definitely was a, uh, was, had a vision and a dream and uh, that he helped this country with. And what is it about uh, 
is the the shape of his A? Is there some, what's distinct about that? Well, the A, and that's fact. I say when we write our A, start with a Lincoln foot, because instead of being big and round, he starts swooping up to the top of the upper side and straight back down. I mean, his A in in Abraham was just beautiful, and he was. But it's and the A isn't so much a visionary as it is. Uh, accessing your spirit within rather than just being so self-important and I did it. You know, it's just, it's just beautiful. Just beautiful. And I'm sure anybody can go to my website and get a copy of my alphabet if they want it. <laughs> so the, now you came out with your first book in somewhere around 1989, 1990, and you've come out with some other things that, since that. You have a website and your website is, uh, what's the web address? Oh, I just, I made it very simple. Vim, uh, it's vimlarogers.com and put a D in the middle of Rogers, by the way. And for those who might, uh, might be curious, how do you, is it, uh, could you, will you spell your name? I will be delighted. V as in victory. I M as in mother, A L A. And then Rogers, R O D G E R S. I see. Okay. And, um, now, each one of these letters has a different quality. Can these qualities or, uh, or attributes, will they correspond directly to those 26 qualities mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita? Absolutely. So, for example, if, um, if I take a look at the letter A, that can you tell me what that relates to in the Bhagavad Gita? Which quality? Well, it's the quality of, um, I could go into that, but who knows Sanskrit that's listening um, and I just translate it, but the A represents your spiritual nature, what you're here to do to uh, elevate someone else thinking in a spiritual way. The A, like, um, as they say, all letters are sacred emanations of who we are, who we are inside, and the letters bring them out. Um, and every letter, uh, what could I say? It's a way of letting go of the ego and manifesting your soul and your spirit in all the things you do. That's what the A is about, because it's transforming your ego into pure spirit. And that's what it's all about. Look what Lincoln did. <laughs> and not everybody does it. But um, as I'm saying, people say, well, what if I don't want to change my handwriting? I said, then your life must be working beautifully. Don't change it. Yeah, that's a, that was something else I, I wanted to make sure that I ask is that there are those people who might say something like, well, I don't need to do that to to change my life or I don't have any problems in my life. And you, will you repeat that? You'd, what would you, what would you say? See, to? I see if your life is working the way you want it to, don't pick up your pen. Uh-huh. It seems though that most people do have things that they would like to change during the course of their life at some time and, and things like that. And, um, now which, um, what is it that I, we've already talked about the fact that it is spiritual and I understand that, and there's the scientific component. Is, are there any, uh, let's say, is there a book or two that you could recommend in addition to your books that's supportive of, uh, that, like if I were a student of yours, you'd say, hey, read this book or for... No, I would, no, the, the, because that isn't going to prove anything. It's going to prove what somebody else has said it. <clears throat> My purpose in having anyone change their handwriting or their letters is to find out for themselves, not because somebody else said it, not because I said it, and that's why I say don't believe what I tell you because belief can change in a blink. If indeed you want to experience the truth of what I'm saying in these letters, pick up your pen, take on three changes for 40 days and write them every single day and you'll know. Very good. Now what, now what about, so when you're writing, we all use 
a pen or pencil or marker and we do this on paper this it sounds like you're not talking about taking a digital stylus and putting it on a on an ipad or or, or that kind of thing it sounds like you, what you're saying is you, like you you haven't said pick up your pencil or oh, no. you've I said never want people to write with a pencil because if you have a vision and you write it in pencil it can be erased i see and is there a specific kind of and you've also mentioned don't, about uh, using something other than black and that there's a color that relates to each one of the letters. Um, there is, and I, although the letter V is not purple, I use purple ink because I really, really like it. <laughs> yeah. Purple is my favorite color. Is there some association with the with the purple for you, other than that you really, well, really like it? The A ligature and several other ligatures, but um, just choose a color you like. Blue is quite common. Just don't use black and don't use pencil. That's all. There's a variety. You go out to a... A supply store, you know, an office supply store, you'll find hundreds of pens there. Choose the one you like. Make sure the nib that you write with is really the size you like. A ballpoint pen's fine. A gel pen's fine. Um, and also, when you write and you're doing your practice letters on purpose, do not use lined paper. Use unlined paper because when there's lines on the paper, it's as though somebody has already set something up for you and you're going to do it their way. Don't use lines. This is your vision, your dream. Pick up your pen, and when you write, turn the paper in the landscape direction. The land. Don't do it portrait the way we were taught in school. Turn it the other way. And people say, why? I said, do it and find out. <laughs> so, and if people don't, you know, don't want to do what they're told, then fine. That's how they run their life. It's fine. I'm not here to help anybody to say, oh, change your life. It's not working. I said, you're the one who knows. I don't know. In so, fact, yeah, I mean, I know I, I know very many well-known musicians, and I have all their handwriting, and um, one of them was one of my favorites, a very gentle human being, very, very talented. Uh, I just found out about two, oh, two, three months ago, not only is he a talented musician, he just got his PhD in astrophysics in London. He's ahead of it, but I mean, he's he's in a rock band and all that. But you know, so we can't uh, we can't blame anybody but ourselves for what works and what doesn't work. And whatever we're going through is guides us in helping other people go through that same stuff. And that's why I see. That's why I've written all. I actually have seven books out, but just why I recommend that if life is not working quite the way you want to, choose a letter or two. I'd say three for 40 days to begin with, write them every day and then write a sheet, you know, writing and discussing something using those letters every day. See what happens. What is half an hour in one day these days? Anyway. It's not much of an investment of your time to take 30 minutes out each day. And most, the, you know, most people are recommended to do that for some physical exercise, particularly right. the, the investment of your 30 minutes pays off in transforming yourself and your life. That's, that's just a nominal investment in one's time. Um, the, the letters that one learns to, is it writing? Is that the actual term? Is it inscript, inscribing the letters? Is there a specific word that one uses? No, inscribing is a way of forming a letter or writing it. No, it's just choice of verbs. That's all. I see. Okay. Now, if let's say, um, I would, I want to go back, uh, and share something with you, which is that I wrote in cursive when I was young. That's what I taught was taught in school. 
Right. I remember the we were given these notepads or notebooks, and then we were supposed to write the letters exactly as they showed us, and we practiced, say, the letter S over and over and over again, capital and lowercase s, whatever the letter may be, yeah. and that's how we were taught the alphabet. And I remember at some point um, when I got a little bit older, I stopped writing in cursive, and I started printing. And I also, for whatever reason, chose to write in black. And when I printed, I also decided that I wanted to print in all, for whatever reason. And this was before I ever knew anything about, um, you know, in, in the, on, the, on the web and the internet these days, if you, if you type something in capitals, it means you're yelling. But when I changed my handwriting from cursive to print and black ink, I wrote in journals with lines and I also wrote in all caps. And is there any significance to that? Yes. When someone writes in all caps, uh, or they capitalize the words that don't shouldn't be capped, it's a way of uh, hiding behind a wall. I see. And it's, it's, it's a way it's, of not honoring uh, part of who you are. Yeah. I see. And then when one changes their handwriting and shifts, let's say in this case, from stops using the black, finds a a notepad or uh, it uses paper that has no lines in it and uh, takes the, pa the paper from profile to landscape or excuse me, from portrait to landscape and um, begins to use this style, the Vimala alphabet. Um, what will happen to that exactly? Well, what kind of changes will occur? Dramatic changes. And I, I doubt that anybody could take all the letters at once. Several people have tried. Engineers, they want to do it all. And you can't do that. It just doesn't work. It's like um, learning. It's just like being on a bicycle and on a trampoline at the same time. You can't do it. But when you take, as I say, most people, I suggest three letters at a time. Start with three for 40 days. And it's just a matter of writing lines of the letters. And then, you know, maybe half a sheet about just a discussion about traffic or, you know, whatever. But uh, using that those letters, but they all make a tremendous difference in the brain, and it's the subconscious mind is what decides who we say we are, and that's who moves the pen. The subconscious mind tells you how to move the pen, because the subconscious mind is how you tell yourself who you are. So I mean, and that's that's what changes. <laughs> I mean, if studies have been done, and you know, I anyway. But um, if indeed you're doing all caps, I say don't do that because it'll block you from really being who you are at the deepest level. This is male, but, or male, and, or, male and female, correct? Very few females have I seen that do that, but a lot of men. But I know um, when you put a, say, the one, say if people are doing their regular writing and all of a sudden there's one letter that becomes a capital where it doesn't belong, that's a letter R. Don't capitalize it where it doesn't belong. I don't know why it's that were that letter but it is letter r this is the capital r all of a sudden yeah out of the blue very interesting so now we've got 26 letters and you said there was 17 at one point what can you give us an example just something really simple of letters are there letters from other alphabets that have have made their way into the english alphabet not that i know of um you know some have we taken from years gone by because we started with 18 but that was Many years ago, and uh, no, but I know that with uh, several of the, well, anyway, no, I'll just say no. 
there's no Phoenician letters in our alphabet. There's no um, Hebrew, no Aramaic, no none of that. But I've studied them to, to see what they represented. And it's, you learn a whole culture, culture that way. So, the, but those letters, like, do, do those letters that are in the English alphabet, uh, like the ones that look like the Roman uh, numerals, did they come from the from Roman? No, like, the, if they look like Roman numerals, you're printed. The Romans didn't handwrite; they printed. I see. All right. Now we're so we're looking at uh, basically a. You're saying do do your diligence, do your work, pick up the pen, start writing with your. With your hand, what about the handedness? Is there something to writing with the left hand or the right hand? I tend to be um, a bit ambidextrous, but when it comes to handwriting, I write with my left hand. Are there any uh, special observances for that? Or please? no, but I know what happened to me last year. It was in May, right before Mother's Day. Um, it was the fact it was a day before Mother's Day. We had arms full of groceries, and I tripped on a curb and I fell on the cement, and I blocked my fall with my a wrist, you know, with my uh, a fist in my, and I ended up breaking my wrist. I didn't know <laughs> about the intimate relationship between the wrist and the fingers, and I could not write. I couldn't hold a pen. That's when I decided, oh no, I'll I'll do internet classes. <laughs> so I did. But um, yeah, it's um, whether you write with right or left hand makes no difference whatsoever. The only thing you want to do is turn your paper the other direction. Always landscape though, but. Um, and I realized then that I needed to do a lot of things with my left hand, and my left hand is doing a lot of things I never thought it would ever do because I couldn't do them with my right hand. So, but left-handed people, right-handed people, no difference whatsoever. No. I see. Very good. And um, with the letters themselves, and you're handwriting them cursively. What about uh, there's I've noticed certain things too about like connecting letters or spacing letters or things like that. Can you talk just a little bit about that sort of qual those sort of qualities? Well, you know, some letter you don't want to connect every single letter in a word. If there's one word, say five letters or more, break it up in the middle somewhere. <clears throat> you don't want to connect it all because that's just it's 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 not creative thinking. And I and I look at Tesla's writing and he broke his up regularly. And that's right. I took the one of the R's he made consistently in my into my alphabet. I call it the Tesla R, because it's different from um, the way we were taught our lowercase R. Um, no, just why don't you ask your questions again? I'm looking at Einstein's handwriting here and Mother <laughs> Teresa's as well. <laughs> well, uh, I, okay, I, that brings up something, and I'll go back to what I said in just a second. But if if someone and let's say that I found a sample of Einstein's writing or Tesla's writing or Gandhi's handwriting or that sort of thing. Um, if I were to um, trace their handwriting or practice writing like they, would I get a sense of what that person was like? Is that too much of a stretch or is there, is there possibly that I could get a sense of that person by, by doing their handwriting just like them? Uh, I've never done it, so I don't know. But I do know when, um, <laughs> there's one funny thing I'm just thinking about. When I was speaking to a group in Palo, I used to do many different, you know, one-hour talks or two-hour talks in Palo Alto. And I had this group of engineers. And way back then, they were just beginning to design computer chips, you know, for computers, brand new. And their, the person who ran their company happened to be one of my clients. So he said, I want you guys to listen to what she has about handwriting. So I gave a talk on handwriting. And uh, 
one of the guys said, well, if I don't understand how somebody thinks, how can I you know, get an idea? I said, well, you get a sample of their handwriting and as close as you can, you know, copy it, whether it's the letter form or the kind of pen or any of that, and see what you can do. If you can get at least maybe five or six good, well-written words, you can tell when that person's thinking. And then one of the guys said, uh, could I understand my wife's writing? <laughs> and everybody <laughs> laughed, and I said, uh, you guys are the tipless wonders of the world. You'll never get your wife's writing. <laughs> because, and you can't, because anyway, but... Um, and if you want to write like somebody do, they get a sample of five or six lines or words, you know, they've written and copy it exactly as closely as you can and see what happens. See what happens. If I haven't done something, I don't know. I can't tell you what will happen, but I know what might happen. <laughs> now, my sense is, do you, now, do you um, handwrite every day ca casually, right? You just, you write every day, obviously. Do you keep up your writing as a discipline each day still to this day? Well, you know, I don't call it is. I do write every day, but I don't call it discipline. I never call when I train my students. I don't call it work. I said call it joyful practice. Joyful because practice. What you're doing is honoring you know the God within. Joyful practice, a J and a P. <laughs> but yeah, I write every day because I know what it means. It's just when you have. Uh, in fact, one of the books one of my graduates has written is called "The Willingness to Change." She was in the twelve step program for oh my golly, I don't know how many years. And her book is about if you're working, you don't have to be an addict, you know, to take this book. It's anybody who has habits they don't like. And she took one step at a time, you know, one through 12, and said, if this is your habit and you can't, blah, 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 here are the letters you need to start practice writing today. And she did it for all 12 steps. And people love the book because it isn't about being addicted to something. It's about, oh, my gosh, I never finish what I start or I never, you know, this and that. And she addresses all those habits in 12 steps. So it's, it's, it's just a way of uh, shifting the brain patterns. That's all it is. Wow. What a, creative, what a creative thing to do with the, with the letters is to integrate it with the 12-step program. Oh, absolutely. And it does work. She teaches classes too. But in fact, you're back, you're down south, right? And she's up in Rhode Island. But Yeah, I'm <laughs> just outside Washington, D.C. I know. Okay. Well, I have, uh, well, I've trained my I just finished two six-month classes and like people from all over the world because it was on the internet. Nobody had to, you know, fly out here and stay for a week. Um, and amazing changes happen in these people's lives, whether they're in Dubai and the UAE or Singapore or Germany or Ireland. They all, they all beautiful souls who really wanted their lives to work so they could serve humanity better. And they are amazing, amazing. In fact, uh, eleven of them are now teaching my classes. They're authorized. So. But it's a way of being the best you can be if people really want to honor their gifts. And I say, say, everybody listening to this show has a special gift I've never had. You may never have had it. I don't know. But everyone ever born is different from every other person ever born. And everyone listening to this show is different from anybody else that's ever been alive. We can, even though you take the twins, the identical twins who were astronauts. And one who went up, you know, for what, 90 days or longer than, and the other one stayed here because uh, G uh, Gabriella Gifford was his wife and she had been shot, but she was healing. But uh, Scott and, I think it was Scott and Mark, I'm not sure. And I saw their hand, their handwriting was almost identical, but not quite. Oh. And, their, and their habits were quite different. So, oh, I collect handwriting from anybody I can get it from. <laughs> to go back, you, you do practice, uh, do you practice daily still? Every day. And another thing, too, I found out through, oh, I had so many kids, and 
when I had my, I had six kids and I had twins. <laughs> oh boy. And a very busy family. I had, I had them all in about what, 13 years. And I, I was very busy. My husband was gone at work and then, but um, I, I have always been an early riser, getting up about when I thought six. And I started waking up at quarter to four every morning. And I thought, what is going on here? I don't even feel tired. So I'd get up and I'd get things done. And then about a week into that, I kept waking up at the same time. And I said, I'm going to do my writing now instead of waiting till you know, the kids are up. And so once I honored the, uh, what they call the time of God, the Brahma Muhurta, it's tradition in many, many spiritual teachings, 345 till 6 a.m. is the holy time of day. It's called the time of God. And if anybody here, wherever you, wherever you are in the world, when it's between 345, your time and 6 a.m. time, correct? Their time, wherever you are, 345 and 6 a.m. And when that happened, not one of my kids woke up before six o'clock in the morning. I mean, I had twin babies. Oh, my gosh. Nobody fussed until six o'clock. And God's grace has a way of showering on this when we know what we're doing. And it's um, but I write every day. Yes, because it's it. it well, what people would call it's a habit, it's a good habit. It's 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 a soul-based habit, and I it's like honoring the God within, and that's what I do. And today is a day because I teach the letters of the alphabet by family because everything that is alive on the planet lives in a family somewhere, right? And yeah. the the there's uh, six families of letters, and then the letter Z, who was the last one, we'll talk about that maybe, but um, yeah, they all come in the family of communication. We're born. The first thing we do is look around, you know, cry, whatever. We commute. It's our way of communicating. And the letter O is the second letter. <clears throat> That's the letter of uh, communicating with speech. I won't go on for the whole list, but every letter has lives in a family. And it's just, it's, it's just such a fun system, and it's so logical. As I say, God made things so simple, and we complicate it terribly. But uh, if, if anyone goes to one of my books, you, know, you can go out to the Internet and— uh, You'll find, you know, a sheet with my alphabet on it. Copy it, photocopy it, or copy it from the printer, from the internet, and just copy any three of the letters you choose to write. And it has to be, it has to become a habit that you, if you get to day 37 and you can't get to day 40, you start again at day one. It's happened to me before. But the number 40 is, is, is mystical, it's magical, and it's transformational. Pimla, I, I want to thank you for being here on the show as our guest today. I'd love for you to come back and talk more about the letters at some point in the in the not-too-distant future. We what? have just a minute or so, less than a minute or so, before we need to wrap up. And I wanted to take this time to say thank you and also to see if there was anything that you would like to share very quickly with our listeners. No, it's just, I just thank you for inviting me to the show. And I'm always honored to guide people in adopting a simplified way to honor their God within. We all have God within. Pick up your pen and say, oh, good morning. Here I am. <laughs> I start my morning every day with, good morning, God. Thank you for another day. And then I begin my writing. Very good. And with that, we're going to wrap up today's show. Our guest was Vimala Rogers. We we're here talking about the magic of the alphabet and transformation. My name is Robert Barham. You've been listening to The Robert Barham Show. And... We will see you soon. In fact, we'll see you next week at Friday, on Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. on the East Coast at Radio Fairfax. You all be well.